first of all, we got a great podcast for you today. But me and Maddie are talking about Creed 2. I know you guys can't hear Maddie's down on the mic. Hey, yo, yo, shout out to Michael B. Jordan and the 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 job that everyone did on Creed 2. It was it was a fantastic movie. I don't know about that desert training montage. I just don't know about it. I don't, I, I, you know, they training in all white in the desert. First of all, I'm to believe that there's some kind of rogue boxing training installation in the desert where guys go to get there. Who even thought that up? Like this, so out in the middle of the Mojave Desert, it's just, I, I've never, I've been to Vegas a million times and I just never drove by a bunch of dudes boxing training in the middle of the desert. I just never, I've never seen it. It's possible that it's out there, but I've never seen it. But the movie was great. Go see Creed 2. Uh, welcome to the Red Pill Podcast, where we give you the brutal reality of truth. Today, we have comedian Michael Yo. You've seen Michael Yo all over the place, man. He's uh, He was on uh, Chloe and, uh, I guess, uh, Courtney Take Miami back in the day. He was uh, the, the one of the first people that got Chloe Kardashian into radio. He was on Chelsea Lately. This is one of those Swiss Army Knife guys that you see everywhere. But he is also, um, uh, and, and actually first and foremost, a very talented stand-up comedian whose special, Blasian, drops today. Uh, me and Michael talk about a lot of things, what it's like to grow up, um, sort of with two differing sort of backgrounds. He is both black um, and Asian. We also talk about how diversity is changing things in comedy. Michael had some very strong opinions about what regular white dudes that are doing comedy now um, have to do to sort of make it in comedy. There's a lot of diversity out there. There's a lot of differing faces out there. Women are coming up. Uh, ethnic people are coming up. And the question is, is the age of the regular white dude in stand-up comedy over? Michael had a take I did not think that he would have on that. Um, listen, fun podcast, very good discussion. Uh, Michael Yo also has a, a, a television show that is coming out on Fox about his experiences dealing with uh, his wife's family who happen to be very conservative, actually Trump-loving people. Um, he is not. He's on the other side of that. I'm interested in how that goes down in your household. Uh, and when we talk about diversity and sort of um, it, people from differing backgrounds, we all want that. But how does it really look in action? How does it really look when your wife is of a different race than you, when your son is is uh, mixed race, when you're mixed race, when there is true diversity of everyone sharing love and thoughts and all of that? Is it easy? Is it hard? And how does it factor into his comedy? We're going to have a great conversation with Michael Yo, but I do want to talk about something that went on that that went on went down on Twitter uh, this weekend involving NBA star. Uh, Dwight Howard. So first thing is is that we here in America, um, freedom and justice loving people, are working very hard to try to make sure that everyone's experience is represented and respected. And when you do that, you fight the socialization that you were brought up with. Um, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Shout out Baton Rouge. Uh, and I'm not going to act like I grew up in a place where um, people of different sexual orientation uh, were met with very much um, love or acceptance. But through, you know, my growth and, and maturity, 
I've come to understand exactly what uh, people of the LGBTQ community really go through. Um, and if we're going to have the society that we want, we have to have everyone in power to live their truth. It's insanely important. I feel like things like what happened to Dwight Howard this uh, this weekend uh, rail against that, quite frankly. They're detrimental to, to that idea of society that we want. I'll tell you why. Now, um, a man alleged that Dwight Howard, uh, that he had a relationship with Dwight Howard, and the, the relationship spanned some time. This is for people who didn't um, follow what happened on Twitter. And that after some time of that relationship that Dwight Howard uh, had his emissaries call this man up um, and threaten and harass him. The first thing we should say this is if, if in fact, Dwight Howard had anyone call and threaten and harass anybody uh, that's disgusting, criminal, abhorrent, um, and whomever would be involved in that should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And for anyone out there, if you feel unsafe about any sp specific relationship that you've had with someone, or if there's someone that you feel is making you uh, unsafe, then you should contact the authorities immediately. Um, and deal with that situation. Um, and when I say deal with it, I mean be aggressive uh, in, in making sure that it's safe for you to walk up and down the street. And I know that things like that have happened in the past, and I'm not trying to belittle them. I will say that in my heart of hearts, it seemed like what was done on Twitter um, by the man in question was done uh, in order to shame Dwight Howard. And not just shame Dwight Howard, but shame an entire lifestyle uh, or an entire existence that some people have. There were questions asked um, to him, does your family know that you like trans men, allegedly, and, and women and things of that nature, uh, which is a question that if you were dealing with some in that, in that situation, I don't know why you would ask them. There were phone calls that allegedly took place uh, between this man and Dwight Howard that were recorded. And once again, if you were in a relationship with someone and you said that you liked them, I'm not sure why you would be recording their phone calls. And I just I don't know what the motive to record their phone calls. It's been addressed on Twitter. Uh, the guy says that he was returning, re recording the phone calls uh, in case something ever happened. That's insanely fucking peculiar of why you would record somebody's phone calls. And then. Um, referring to Dwight Howard as a 6'11 bottom, uh, all of these things. I just want people to understand how bad this is. And when I say it's bad, it's not bad because anyone had a specific relationship or didn't have a specific relationship because we don't know. And quite frankly, it's none of our business whether or not the relationship was, was had. It's bad because you shouldn't be able to take somebody down or embarrass them on Twitter based upon what they like to do sexually. In weaponizing these relationships or this particular relationship, it puts it out there that it's something to be hidden, that it's something illicit, that there's something wrong about it, that uh, there's something out of the ordinary, out of the box about it. And when you do that, you push people who might be looking to live their truth uh, further into these cocoons of shame um, where they fester and their mental health is 
uh, is assailed, you know, every single day. Like can't be who they are um, because they see, well, if anyone ever finds out, look what happened to Dwight Howard. Look at how Dwight Howard's getting joked on and goofed on and all of that. Said. I'm not saying that all of that stuff isn't funny. I'm not on the pulpit. It's not a holier-than-now situation. But it is one of those cases where we have to sit back and ask ourselves what it is that we really want. You know what I mean? Like what? Because if we really want everyone to be able to live their truth, then we're going to have to cut the legs off some of these lies. And when I say lies, I'm not saying that anything that happened uh, between these two people was a lie. I'm not, I don't know who's lying. But what I will say is that the way this was gone about, the shaming, the, um, the, 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 the sort of the, 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 the energy, all of that's a lie. All of that's a lie. You don't have to go about things that way. You don't have to do it that way. The truth is that there are people out here every single day who are struggling with issues of their sexuality, who are struggling with coming to terms with telling their families and their friends and their loved ones and their fans about things that are as central to their existences as uh, you know sexuality is. And things that went on this weekend, like, like, like what went on this weekend, it, it, it hurts them. It hurts them. It makes it harder for them to me. Um, my sister uh, is a lesbian, and you know she has been for uh, a, an out lesbian for a number of years. Um, you know, she. I realized when she first was wearing, you know, Tim's, that something was up. But anyway, um, but but uh, but you know and. I know that she has a beautiful family with a bunch of beautiful children. Um, and she is one of the most loving, protective, unbelievably uh, gorgeous souls that I know. And I want my sister um, living in a society that is fully accepting um, and, and, and fully not, <laughs> it's weird. I say accepting. I don't want her to be accepted. I want her to be fucking loved and adored the way I love and adore her. And I don't want anything about her personal life to stop that. And so when I see situations that like happen with, with Dwight Howard and I think, yo, if everything was true, it's still not fair. Once again, I don't want to see anyone be harassed and I don't want to see anyone uh, be made to feel unsafe. But I just don't know if that's really what's happening, if the best way is to go on Twitter and tell all the secrets that you created with someone. I just don't know how that makes you feel any safer. All right, listen, off that, on to Michael Yo. Everybody love each other. It's the red pill, pop some pills, it's time for some truth. No, he says, when my wife, my wife said, Mm-hmm. Where's that guy? Is that, you're, that, you're guy. that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah, it's cheesy, but I am, man. That's dope. No, I love it. I love it, man. That's that. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So, what what about you? Do you feel like makes you that guy? My parents. Oh, they've really? been married for going on forty six years. Oh, now. Well, then yeah, you were born that guy. I was born that guy, and then uh, yeah, just watching them. But they they always keep it lively because like I've seen them in one fight. 
in my ever? whole life. Ever. And Damn. It, and it was because of me. What happened? Well, are we rolling, by the way? Yeah, this is great. Hey, but by the way, white people, clap for Michael Yo. Yeah, thank you, white people. Clap for Michael Yo. This man is cooking out here in these streets. That's right. Got stand-up special coming out. I just read today, stand-up special coming out November 27th. It's called Blasian. What? Blasian. Blasian. Where can I and, watch it? Oh, it's going to be on iTunes, Amazon, all that cool oh, hold stuff. Hold on so. for a second, Michael. Oh. We going to talk about where, don't fucking, don't, don't, I, I didn't told you about inter- I didn't told you about interjecting shit before, dog, on some real shit. I didn't told Michael Yo is here, man. Why don't you show the proper respect? This man gonna tell you all about the standard. You're not special. training your white people, right? I'm not training my. I got some. <laughs> I got some mistrained white people. Yo, man, come on, man. I, w- I was running through the brothers' accolades. Yes. And you jumping in and talking about where can I watch it? You can watch it when Michael Yo says you can watch it, bro. <laughs> no, but seriously though, you can watch the stand-up special. It's gonna be it's coming out on iTunes, Amazon, Comedy Dynamics put it out. So I'm really excited about it, man. So is this the new way to because we're also gonna talk about the show that you have coming out pretty with soon Fox. with Fox. Yes. So is this a new way to do the comedy situation in terms of rather than mm-hmm. wait for an HBO or a Netflix or even a showtime to come to you to shoot your special and then just Cut out the metal man and give it to the people. Is that is that the new way of doing it's, things? It's a thing where for me, for me, how it happened is IMG uh, bought my special, okay. and then uh, Comedy Dynamics shot it, and then uh, they worked out a deal where Comedy Dynamics put it out because Jim Gaffigan just put his out. He didn't go oh. through Netflix. So the new thing is is you know if you're not that Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, uh, my boy Joe Coy, yeah, who yeah, I love. yeah, he's, my yeah. Ment- he's my mentor in comedy. Right. He blew up off of Netflix, so it's a thing where Netflix. He introduced you at the at the the uh, the beginning of the special, yeah. Yeah. And uh, after his Netflix special came out, game over for him. Like Mm -hmm. it's through the roof. Sure. But if you're not on Netflix, you know you can look at it two ways. You could be like, oh, I would love to be on Netflix, and then the other side is like, they got so much comedy on Netflix, will Mm -hmm. people find it? And I like, and I like. I like controlling my own destiny. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to, and be honest, what I wanted to get picked up by Netflix, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. But if that wasn't the case, this is the next best option. And no disrespect to anybody else, but this is the next best option because you control the mm-hmm. content. Do, you know is, what I mean? Is HBO not a player in these situations? It used to be even, that HBO was the big place for the for the. I don't even know if they're shooting comedy specials anymore. I haven't heard of them shooting comedy specials in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple of friends do Showtime, but my thing is like I really wanted to put it out and control the narrative because, like you, mm-hmm. I'm on so many different platforms. Mm-hmm. I got two radio shows. I'm on Wendy Williams yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, stand up. So every market I go into, I can promote. My my special where they go to michaelyo.com or they go to iTunes or they go to Amazon. If you do it on other networks, I've had big friends mm-hmm. with that that are known in comedy mm-hmm. doing from other outlets, right. and nobody goes to their apps mm. to watch it. If you don't see it the first time, you don't see it. Right. And I've learned from what my friends have told me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to name networks or anything like that, but it's a thing where it's like, hey, it kind of disappeared. It, they aired it, and then now it's gone. You know, take me inside of stand-up comedy, and I'll tell you why I asked this question. Because there seemed to be in the last year, year and a half, two, three years. Look how that did year, year and a half. <laughs> two, years, there seems to be more talk about the inner workings of stand-up comedy. Meaning, you had Monique come out and discuss what goes on the, the money, Netflix, the money the part. Money. Yeah. Then you have um, um, sort of cat and Kevin Hart going back and forth about my special did this and this special did this. Just how competitive 
of a world because this is something that I never knew about. Yeah, yeah. Just how I, everything is competitive. Obviously. Yes, absolutely. but just how competitive of a world is stand-up comedy. When you first get into it and start, mm -hmm. it's very competitive because everybody sees you as a threat. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed, like I was talking to some comedians, we all perform at the Comedy Store or Laugh Factory, and uh, I have com comedians on my show, and I was talking to Chris mm -hmm. and I and I went, when do you get to a point where, because when you're a young comedian, you want to do so well that one of these guys that's been on stage for a while can't follow you. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I you make fucking, it, I, I, yeah. I mashed the stage. Yeah, yeah, I smashed it and yeah. gave them a tart. But once you're established and you know you're good, you don't even worry about shit like that anymore. Mm. You just, you just want to do your thing. Yeah. And that's the mindset. So it's competitive when you first get into it because everybody has opinions about you. Yeah. Like I remember when I first started, Joe Coy is my mentor, and people will go, you don't want to follow, you don't want to, you don't want him to be your mentor. He just sings. I'm like, mm. have you seen his show? He mm. doesn't like he's so much more than that. He's the only show that I've ever been to, and I leave going, wow, that was an event. Word. That was a movie. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And his fans feel that. And I was like, I want to be that dude. And now with different like Hassan Minaj did it with the slides. I have slides in mind. It's a yeah. thing where comedy now, for me. Is anything you want it to be? Right, it's big. Sometimes it's, it's a big production. Even the the the, the Gerard Carmichael did the joint on HBO. The Drew, yeah, that was so. What was the guy's name? Drew Michelle Drew Michael was the guy's name. Drew Michael. That was so off the wall. The way see, they I didn't did see it. that one. I didn't it see was that crazy. One. But but I know. But then you could be just like come out with your notepad. Yep. You know, comedy. It used to be. When I, when I first got into comedy, this is only eight, nine years. It needs to be this way. Mm -hmm. This is how comedians do it. Now it's kind of like, oh. Whatever makes people what, laugh. With the, what, the benefit of Netflix, it opened that door where, well, everybody's seen straight stand-up. Yeah. What can we do next? Right. And now, like, mine is visual. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes you. You see, when I talk about my mom, my dad, you see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Right and, that, and that's what I love, man, is I, I love getting that message out. But it's competitive. Mm -hmm. I, I My friend got punched in the face by another comedian like three weeks ago. What? Yeah, he was at a restaurant. He saw the comedian. The comedian didn't like him. So he just came up and punched him in the face because he thought he Wait, was like. Wait, can we talk about it's getting physical comedy beef? Oh, yes. Like, people fight, man. I can't tell you, like, how many comedians, like. I, I, I don't know the comedian's name, but I know his face. Uh -huh. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't hang out with comedians. I do my thing and I leave because right. I got a family. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do my set and bounce. But I've seen people knock each other out as comedians. Mm. Like my friend got punched in the face at a restaurant because the comedian didn't like him because he thought he stole a joke from 10 years now, ago. That's a big deal, the joke still. Oh, stuff. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Everybody starts with the same kind of concepts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's there's dating, there's mm -hmm. just general concepts. But you know when somebody stole somebody's stuff. Yeah. Especially in the comedy world. Because now with clips, they just throw that shit on. Right. Like, oh no, you did how, this. How much of it is actual joke stealing and how much of it is because I, I would imagine similar that, concepts. Yeah, because it didn't used to be that everybody's comedy was as easily accessible as it is now. So if Trump does the border wall, obviously there's going to be two comedians somewhere that are going to come up with jokes about the border wall. But there's comedians that, like, I, I mean, Joe Coy has this bit about drunk girls. Mm -hmm. You can watch that clip. And then you can type in drunk girls in other comedians, mm -hmm. and their bit is exactly like they Joe Coy. It. That did he, I don't want to know, the same concept. Yeah. But when they're laid out the exact, exact same kind of way. You thinking, ah, like, nah, homie. And, and, so that's my thing is like, okay, is did they steal it or did they have the exact same 
thought pattern? I mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. But when I watch it, I go, man, it's very similar. It's so, very similar. Let me ask you a question, because I have a friend that's a comic. He's a very funny guy. His name is Andrew Schultz. Okay. Um, Andrew Schultz, you guys know Andrew Schultz, very talented. He's a Andrew Schultz host of Brilliant Idiots podcast. Uh, one half of the ho- with with my other homeboy Charlemagne the God. Um, he's also a, he's a provocateur. Okay. Um, uh, in in every single way, he tries to get under your skin and make you think. But there's something about Andrew that's interesting to me. Is he's a regular white guy, and I am starting to wonder if comedy is moving past the regular white guy. Oh, 100%. Because a lot 100%. of the guys that are coming up now, right, when you look at the Hassan Minajes and you look at guys like yourself. Joe Coy. Joe Coy. Ali Wong. Ali Wong. You even start to even Trevor. like, um, And, of course, the the the, the Dave Chappelle's and, and the Rocks and the Kevin Hart's and all of that. It doesn't seem like the average white dude is rocking in comedy like they so used to. So interesting. Besides Bill Burr. Besides I mean, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr is, is a genius. Beast. And man. by the way, Andrew, Andrew Schultz, to me, I think, I don't know if you've seen him. No, I haven't seen him. He's as funny a motherfucker as there is. Really? He is I got to check him out. Dog, got, Michael, he is ridiculously funny. After this, I'm literally, because I love comedy. Oh, I love bro, comedy. you'll love him. He, he's, he's ridiculously funny. But it seems like. Here's what's interesting. I, you know, just like you, I interview comedians. I had this female comedian on my show. Mm-hmm. And she's engaged to a white male comedian. Mm-hmm. And she can't make certain shows, and she goes, "Oh, but my fiance uh, can do it, and he's really, and he's really a funny guy." Right. And they go, "No, we we got enough. Like, we don't do white guys on the mm. shows anymore." I don't know if it's because of the backlash, yeah, and or they have their quota of white guys on that show yeah. already. But I think people are broadening their because comedy right now is not so. Oh, it's in a box. Like I said, when mm-hmm. I first started, and this is only nine years ago when I first started, yeah. it was like, it has to be like this. Right. Now it's kind of like people want to hear diversity. People yeah. want to hear about different stories. And what I feel that Joe Coy taught me the first time, and I keep going back to him, but he's my mentor, mm-hmm. is tell your story. Mm-hmm. It's not about the joke. There's a lot of comedians that get big because they're just about the jokes. Mm-hmm. And then when people get their jokes, they disappear after that because – People don't really care about them. Right. They care about the jokes. Yeah. Like I tell real stories. Like I want to be. I tell everybody. I want to be like a Jim Gaffigan, Bill Cosby before the rape type right. of guy. You know what Bill I mean? Cosby I want to be before the I wanna, rape. I want to be that guy. Pre-rape Bill Pre-rape Cosby. Pre-rape Bill Cosby. And I had when I pitch, was pitching the Fox show uh-huh. and to all the networks, I had to say that pre-rape. I, yeah, I can't say <laughs> I want to be like Bill Cosby anymore. Right. You can't. Which is messed up. Right. Because he's. I mean, it's not messed up. He did yeah. that wrong. But I remember Bill got Dr. Huxtable. Right. But you know what's funny? There was never a pre-rape Bill Cosby. He was raping the whole time. The whole time. <gasps> Look so, at how upset Austin that made Austin right there. Like like Austin, 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 Austin legitimately when I said that, like you put your head down, bro. Okay, oh, he's man. wearing a Bill Cosby t shirt. Bill right Cosby t shirt. <laughs> oh, Snoop Dogg. Dog. I get it. Yeah, right. But you know, right. it, it, but, but uh, on his off days. So, so that's all right. So that's so. You don't feel like that. <laughs> you don't feel like that. Like right now, you, you can be that. You can. You can't. That's a guy you can no longer aspire to be. Even no, I never wanted to aspire to be a white guy. No, I mean Bill Cosby. Oh, Bill Cosby. Well, right. well, I'm just saying. In a, I love his comedy. Sure, like his stand up. <laughs> like you know, you gotta. We dancing so much. I know. I love Bill Cosby's comedy. comedy. No, like himself. That that uh, album. Uh, that stand up special himself. Yeah, it's brilliant. Sure. It's brilliant. But now you just can't say 
any meeting you go to, mm-hmm. if you ever pitch a TV show, you can't go in a room and say, you know what, I want to be the next Bill Cosby nah, and just leave can't. it at that. Nah. You have to say pre-rape yeah. Bill Cosby right. or Dr. Huxtable. You yeah. can't just leave Bill Cosby out there. Anymore. By the way, I'm not so sure Dr. Huxtable wasn't raping people too. He was an OBGYN. He had access oh. to all kinds of anesthetic. Yes. I'm not, there's no way we can know. <laughs> there's no There's no way we can know. Like, Dr. Hustle was dancing and eating it's hoagies. true. But we don't know what was going on. We don't know what was Let going on. Let me ask you this. So, the television show, you just had a show greenlit. Or in, yeah, in yeah. We're, we're moving. Yeah, we're in development. We're writing the pilot right now. And I feel really good about it, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's the thing. We all have dreams. And when I moved here, I was like, I know one day I'm going to be able to tell my story. And it got to a point where it's it's the organic modern family. It's real. Mm-hmm. Like my dad is black, my mom's Asian. I'm black and Asian. I married a white woman. We got a black, white, and Asian kid. Damn. That we call a panda. Wow. You know what I mean? Shit. So so I mean we and <laughs> <laughs> and her parents are Republican. Mm-hmm. White and Republican. So literally How do you do that, dog? All the races is one thing. How do you do the Republican shit, dog? We don't talk politics. Ever? Ever. How do you not talk we politics can't. We with can't. We don't, we don't. We we don't talk it. Not at all. Not at all. Let me tell you something. Is she a Republican, your wife? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, she's no, not. No. I, I don't know. We don't talk about it. Well, how the fuck can you not talk about it? She's, I believe she sides with me because right. I don't want, like, her family is the nicest family you will ever meet. Are they Trump they, supporters? Huh? Are they, they voted for him, yeah. Oh, Michael! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the, oh, Michael got to get but, the Nobel Peace Prize. This is Desmond Tutu I'm talking to right now. Well, I would be coming at her fucking dad. Why? The, why? What's that gonna? What's that gonna do? What's that gonna it's do? It's gonna make me fucking feel better. Is what it's gonna make. Oh, me. you know what makes me feel good what? is when they babysit and come over our house and they let me and my wife have some time That's by true. ourselves. Know. You know, like they're great. I mean, they're great people. They mm. voted for Trump because they own their own business, and they said the only reason we're voting for him mm-hmm. is because, you know, the taxes and all that stuff. Does it bother you that, and I'm just asking. Yes, it does, that, that they are 100%, yeah. 100%. But it's kind of like everything. I've always, I've, look, I'm I'm two races that hated each other in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I watched Men of Society, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, like, hurry, try, hurry up and buy. try me and a black person walking into a convenience store. Hurry up and buy. Yeah. Hurry up and buy. You buy now. You buy you now. You buy now. See, you can do that. I can't. I know. I You'll buy now, regular. black yeah. people. Right. Uh, <laughs> So it's a thing where it's always like I'm the contradiction myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm good at keeping peace with people because, you know, I grew up in an all white neighborhood. They call yeah. me nigga chank. Yeah. You know, I just had to learn how to deal with it. Right. You know, and I made now I'm getting paid for it. Right. I, I turned it around. Right. So do you feel like this show then in part can kind of show people that you can have disagreements with people without being enemies and kind of give people a blueprint to how to get along? The the line I think sold the show to all the networks when we were pitching it is they go, how are you going to deal with racial uh, racial uh, issues mm-hmm. on your show? Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to make a whole episode about it. I'm going to make moments about it. Yeah, It's kind of like stand-up. Like if my wife gets stopped and somebody goes, oh, my God, you adopted you know, mm-hmm. that's very racial yeah. and racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to spend a whole episode on that. Right. I'm going to make the joke. So if you're a person that's done that to somebody, you'd be like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I was really racist at that time. I don't need to pound it like a whole episode to make you realize that yeah. we we address that issue, make a quick joke, mm-hmm. boom, I'm out. Right. You know, like yeah. like I have a joke where I'm black and Asian and I went to an all white school and I heard every stereotypical joke. They said, you're the only guy that can steal a car and wreck it on the way home. Oh, that re- <laughs> that really happened. Right. Right. You know right, what? Right. 
And all I got to do is put that joke in there and people are like, that's funny. Right. That's messed up too. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, fucked yeah. up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I want to address <laughs> things like that in it, mm -hmm. but I don't want to go like, it's a family comedy. Yeah. I want to have people laughing at family laughing. situations. It's kind of like when I talk to Kevin Hart. Kevin mm -hmm. Hart's like, the stage is not for politics for him. Mm -hmm. You will never see him talk about politics on the stage. Right. And but but it's an escape. And I and I treat comedy the same way. I want to unify people. I was just in Kansas City, Missouri, mm -hmm. like this weekend. Trump supporters came out to watch me wearing the hats, yeah. wearing the hats. That would be too triggered, bro. Because on but what was weird, they've had hats I've never seen before. They were white with white letters. Same exact hat, but white. And I was like, oh, you just, and That's, the joke I made is you just got to put the veil down. <laughs> right. Yeah, just pull it you down, it the, the, the hood. Yeah. But on TV, when I was on the news, I said, look, I don't talk politics. Mm -hmm. I just talk straight up family comedy. Mm -hmm. And the guy came up to me and goes, I thought you a bunch of bullshit on TV, but my wife was like, let's go see him. Because right. I know you were going to talk about politics, but I don't. Yeah. Because me, I'm a, I'm a voice. Like, if we have a conversation about politics, I can talk politics. Yeah. But for me, comedy on stage is not that time. Why do you think, though, that there have been so many amazing comics that has been such a big part of their acts, like Rock and Chappelle and these guys that seem to really focus, or even Paul Mooney, that seem their oh, power seems to be in uh, uh, making fun of or calling out the absurdity of racism or socioeconomic inequality and things okay, like that. Okay, I'm in a position, and like, I never, I, I'll talk, if I'm on a political show or we talk politics, sure. I'll talk, but I've always felt I've always been a unifier, man. Mm -hmm. And I know going on stage, that's going to break people. You can't. Here's the thing. There's nothing Dave Chappelle, there's nothing Chris Rock or Paul Mooney's going to say on stage that's going to change a Republican's mind. You really don't think so? 100% not. 100%. You really don't think so? You These know how guys, you change? Those guys, those master communicators, you don't think that sometimes no. laughing at something like that can make people think a little bit? I think what changes <clears throat> is you actually talking to that person. Mm. not not this yeah. changes it me watching like if i watch a republican comedian mm -hmm. on tv it does not matter what he says and all the good things trump uh, did he, he'd have to be funny as a motherfucker no it, it, i mean okay <laughs> right, right, let me reverse like, it on you if there was a funny ass let's say bill burr was a republican right which would be a tragedy which would be a, but he's not obviously yeah. but he's funny as bill burr yeah. but all he did was talk about being a republican you'd be like ah oh, he's funny yeah. But I'm not going to be a Republican. I gotta be honest with you. It's not even so much Republicans that I have a problem with as Trump supporters. I get what you're saying. I guess what I'm saying is then. They're it, great for the base. Right. If you're a Democrat, you love what Chappelle said. Yeah. But look what Chappelle said about the Me Too movement. Right. You know, a lot of women got offended about that. Sure. But when you're in a position where you got that much money, you can say whatever the hell you want because there's oh. no consequences. Right. You know, there's no guy. I mean, what? I mean, he's Dave Chappelle. He's the greatest living comedian uh, of a, and one of the best comedians of all, all time. time, yeah, all time, yeah. So he does. He earned the right mm -hmm. to say whatever the hell he wants to say. Right. His money backs it. His comedy backs it. His specials back it. Right. You know. And you. until you earn that respect, to me, right. Just to be yelling to one side for me does not work. Where I want to bring people together. I like. I'm family. Right. You know what I mean. And mm -hmm. I, like I said, if I was on CNN. I could. I know enough about politics where I could go one on one with Don Lemon. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not you. my thing on stage. Okay. Like just at home, you don't talk. I'm sure you you work for TMZ, but you're not at home uh, talking TMZ that. all day. As a matter of fact, the, the 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 number one way you can annoy me, the number one. I've never said this on the podcast before. Don't 
ask me about that shit. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling y'all right now, dead to the camera. I don't want to talk about that shit. Don't hit me up on a Saturday and go, oh shit, did you see? No, nah, I didn't see it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, man, look, god damn it. I left it in the office. I don't want to talk about it. You're so that you're making a point. I'm passionate about that. Don't hit me up about that. I don't give a fuck about that. Shit. No, it's true. <laughs> I mean, we, when I'm we telling y'all, yeah, we care about it when we're in it. Like, Maybe. like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, when you got to perform, you got to perform. You got to perform. When that light yeah. goes red, you got to be on. Got to be on. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. when that light's not red, mm -hmm. you know, my, what I'm saying, I don't change how I talk when I'm on stage. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm all about that. I'm all about being genuine to myself. Because mm -hmm. my dad, you got to understand, my dad went through segregation. So your dad's black, your mom's My Asian. dad's black, has a PhD in nuclear physics. Jesus. Had to go through... Had to go through segregation. From from Texas, right? From, from, from Houston, Houston, Texas. Yeah. He grew up in the Fifth Ward. Mm -hmm. He went to Forest Brook High School in the Third Ward. Dropping in Fifth Ward. Bees on That's them. right. Ghetto, Ghetto boys. boys. Yeah. My dad had to go through segregation, score the highest score in an all-black school to take a test with white people, mm -hmm. and had to score high, the high score out of them just to go to college. Mm -hmm. And so my he dad- college at? He went to uh, Oklahoma State and then Iowa State. Okay. And he got his PhD in nuclear physics at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. And my dad never taught me once to hate people. My dad loved America when a a lot of America didn't love him. Mm -hmm. And that's where that's where I come from. It's mm -hmm. like that's just stupidity. Right. You know, work hard. The only thing my dad thinks is wrong today is back then you had to sell it like the only way you could be equal to a white person mm -hmm. back then for black people mm -hmm. is education. Mm -hmm. You had to because they could stop you from playing sports. They could stop you from going into restaurants. They could stop you from being on the bus, mm -hmm. but they couldn't stop you from being smart mm -hmm. and educated. They could stop you from going to school, though. They could. Yeah. They could. But you could find a school sure. full of black students. You, it, HB, it, it, you, if you wanted your education, you could get it. As you could get you it. Could it. Yeah. And now with sports, mm -hmm. rap music, bling and all that, you mm -hmm. know, he feels like education is lost. But it's just a changing of the times. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I, I think we both agree we celebrate ignorance today. It depends. It, it like, listen, this is what I this is what I'd say. I'd say that there's two things that I look. There's two ways I look at this. There are parts of black culture that I think are um, sort of overemphasized, and I think they're overemphasized just because we weren't afforded a spectrum of different ways to succeed, right? So if you don't have a lot of different avenues of success, whoever succeeded doing whatever they did is a success story. Absolutely. Right. So if so, in, in, in my hood where I'm from, didn't matter how the guy got the goddamn Cadillac, didn't matter how he got the Mercedes Benz. Nobody else got one. So if he got one, we fucking with him. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, got you. I think we're getting to a point to where we can start asking the question, how'd you get that? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because, because let's be honest, my even though my dad comments about sports, and mm -hmm. they didn't have that avenue. Right. All they had was <laughs> education. Right. And, when, when, when I'm, I, and I think it's, it's okay to ask the question, fam, I know you're out here, you're hustling, you feel like you don't have any avenues, but if, if what you're doing is hurting other families in our community. I don't know how much we can celebrate you. I don't want to. I don't want to make you seem like the worst person in the world because I understand that things are hard out here, and we're trying to, as a community, help you do better. But I don't want to make the next kid coming up think that that cycle is something to aspire to. Whereas making letting people know that they are human. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I you just don't want your own community to tear its own community down. Sure, not at all. And that and that and that's what it's about now. 
I'm be honest with you. I didn't go through those struggles. I, I grew up middle class, mm -hmm. you know, lived in an all white neighborhood. Yeah. But the issues I ran into were more racial than anything. Expound. Tell me about that. Like, like just the things people say because they're they're not educated at mm -hmm. the time. Like, oh, you look good for a black guy. Yeah. You know, uh, the Nick and Chang thing when I went to school, they yeah. had to, they did, what are you? Yeah. You know, like th those things as a kid, uh, uh, being very young, it's hard to answer. What are you? What, what do you mean, what am I? Yeah. Nick and Chang, because yeah. I was good at sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they just couldn't say, oh, you're good at sports. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. always had to label you, oh, you're a black guy or you're an Asian guy or you're both, but mm -hmm. we don't, there's none of you around, so this is all new to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and and Because they're trying to figure out how to define you. They're trying to figure out what, yeah, because they're, they're so used to those definitions being given to them, now they want to give one to and, you. And when you go in for a job and all you can check is other. Yeah. Because there's nothing to describe you. Mm -hmm. You know, so I've taken all that pain in the past and it was a lot of pain. Did it, did it hurt? Maybe, did it, did it stall you from maybe finding an identity? How, was, how did well, that work? Well, I, I tell everybody, I didn't know, I was confused till like I had dinner with Tiger Woods. Like it was crazy, yeah. <laughs> and, and I say it in my special, but it's a it's a true story, man. It's yeah, I was, no, I was, yeah, 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 about it, yeah, yeah. It's a true story. So when he said when he went on Oprah and said he wasn't black, mm -hmm. I identify with that. You know what I mean? Because really? I'm both too. Because mm -hmm. he because the reasoning that he didn't get to say on there is as passionately as he wanted. If my mom's Korean, mm -hmm. my dad's black. I love my mom just as much as I love my dad. Mm -hmm. So for me to say I'm just one thing. That's disrespecting my mom. Sure. You know what I mean? I know how America sees me, I'm though. Say, if you're running down the street with a TV in your hand, yeah. you're black. But if you run it, yes. Yeah. Like, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying that. And that's the kind of the thing that we, no, no, that no, we get with Tiger Woods is you're, you're, you're a cockablazian because you're a golfer. Yes. If the shit goes down, you're black, nigga. You want us? Yeah. And yeah. that and that's what I talk about in my special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and and it's the thing where my dad always. You know, he, it was he wanted me to know I was black. Yeah, and I know people. It was important to him. It was probably. very because of the struggle he went yeah. to, and I embraced that. Mm -hmm. But I also know, growing up in my house, is my mom was the one home with me all day. Mm -hmm. She's the one that taught me the lessons. My dad was the worker bee. Right. He would come home. He would leave at eight a.m. Come back at six thirty at night, crunching numbers. Just crunching numbers, doing all kinds. Like my dad's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like he worked for Exxon didn't like having a boss taught himself how to fix TVs when they could fix them and he just opened a TV replace uh, <laughs> repair like he's that smart right, he's right. just like I'm gonna make TV I'm gonna yeah. fix TVs right. so it's a thing where my mom was at home and I know how America sees me mm -hmm. as black but I can't say I, I I always have to claim both sides I'm black and Asian mm -hmm. and if anybody asked me what I am I was like I'm black and Asian I uh, mean that's you know you, I'm you black and Korean yourself. yeah 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 so I have this thing with 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 mixed people <laughs> Here it comes. This is the thing about mixed people. I've, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. Okay. So my uncle Hal, um, my mom's brother, he uh, married a white lady. Okay. And then they had my cousin Little Hal. And I remember Little Hal. I never forget this very, like, mind bending moment in my life. So I go over to Little Hal's house, and he says, "Yo, uh, just wait for a second. My cousins are going to bring the Nintendo over." For me, cousin meant black people who are your family. That's what a cousin meant. Yeah. When a bunch of fucking white people showed up at the door <laughs> and he was like, those are my cousins, I was like, how in the fuck could these be your cousins? It's like, uh, it's my mother's sister's children. Yeah. What are you talking about? 
It was a bunch of white people yeah, at the door. That freaked you out? What? Like, of course it freaked me out. I had no idea that one could have white cousins, especially one that was somebody that was related to me. Like, this is my cousin. I mean, yeah, you're a little <laughs> light skin, yeah. but you actually have white people in your family for real. What was learning about being mixed like? Like, forget about forget about what was because every because it's like what was for you. That was my first time. That, oh, when when they, when they say mixed, they mean like mixed in every sense. Well, I, racially mixed, culturally mixed, everything is mixed. Yes. When did you learn? Hey, I'm not just black. I'm not just Korean. I'm black and Korean. And how did that happen? Very early. Happened mm. when I got old enough to start dating. That that I was and I. I was a starter black. Mm -hmm. You know, I was the guy white girls could take out. Oh, I love those niggas. You know what I mean? Hey, the, the, the yeah. dudes that like just could like, like, listen, she don't want to jump into a Jamal right away. No, no. You know what I'm saying? I'm the starter black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm the first person. Those dudes they clean go to, up, man. Back we room. clean up. You, you know who you are, Kenny. I used to work <laughs> at Best Buy with Kenny. <laughs> Kenny saying, I keep my shit curly because these white chicks at LSU don't fuck. Kenny knows. Kenny but but knows. but it goes deeper than that. It yeah. goes, they would date me and always tell me stories about, oh, my parents aren't racist. No, 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 no. And then I would meet their parents and then they would realize their parents are racist. Mm. You know they what I mean? They didn't even know. Yeah. They didn't even know. But they thought, oh, well, you're so defined as mm -hmm. not black. And it was a thing where this is when I was, you don't hear it anymore, but when I was young, if you spoke eloquently, oh, you, you sound white. I've heard that. That was the rain. Oh, you sound white. Yeah. And so since I guess oh, I what sound, they consider to be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So since I talk like I talk. Yeah. And I and girls would take me out. Mm -hmm. I mean, we would I would go out with white girls. Yeah. They would take me home. And so I was that dude where it's like, oh, let's see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. My parents aren't racist. My oh, they are, they are racist. Yeah. You know, I'm great as, oh, we love Michael. Mm -hmm. He lives down the street. He's the star athlete at our school. He's mm -hmm. great guy. Oh, you're dating him? Mm. Oh, you can't. Find That's too much. That's yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, That's yeah. too much. Don't 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 lose your mind now. Yeah, yeah, Brianna. yeah. <laughs> don't like don't, don't Becky. Don't, Becky, don't don't go too far. Calm down, Becky. Yeah. No, but that's when I really knew that. Oh, I'm black and Asian because mm. if I was straight, dark skinned black, it would have never got to that. Would never got to that point. But since I was mixed, mm -hmm. I think the door is open a lot for me. Not just women, just opportunity. I think now. Yeah. Like with Crazy Rich Asians being so big, it's John right. Chu and that whole thing. It's the, it's the Every, wave. Like if you look at all the breakdowns, like five, six Asian shows got picked up mm -hmm. for developing. Right. You know, because of that one movie that showed, oh, Asian people can be successful. And, and it hit like we've always seen black excellence. Mm -hmm. Film, sports. Need more. Comedy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But as, as a black and Asian person, mm -hmm. I've always seen black excellence. Mm -hmm. I've never seen Asian excellence. What about Bruce Lee? Well, <laughs> okay, Bruce. Uh, and Kung, hey, Maddie. And Kung Fu Theater. Bruce Lee. On Sunday. You like, mentioned like the most like offensive example. Why we, is that we, offensive? Oh, we got Bruce Lee. What, what, so, Bruce, are you saying Bruce Lee wasn't excellent, nigga? Oh, he was. Okay, what's But that's then? like the one. That's the one. That's the one? I could name more. Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah, Jackie Chan. <laughs> there you go. I was racist. I was just you, about to you, say. Can you mention someone doesn't kick someone, kick someone in the face or like? Well, I, you know. I was about to say. So, so they aren't excellent. Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. But it's one genre. Excellent. I think. I think what, what the point is trying to make is one, it's one genre. I you know what I mean? Yeah. What I'm saying I'm is, but when I saw when I saw Crazy Rich Asians, it that's you. the first time I walked out of a movie and I was moved. They told. The story, the story of people, a romantic comedy of people who just happen to be Asian. But but when I'm looked upon as black all mm -hmm. my life and seen black excellence all my life, 
and then go into an all Asian movie. Oh, man. Yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. I was tearing up. I like, I was so moved because I've never seen that before. Yeah. And I got to thank John Chu and all those people in that movie. Yeah. Because it was, it blew me. I never thought I had those type of feelings. Oh, you didn't know that you were even know. that connected. No, wow, that's amazing. No, that's I mean crazy. I'm connected through my mom. I feel you though. I know what you but mean. But I was like, oh my, like I was. I'm shook. Asian. I'm yeah. Asian. Asian. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I was like, like, I was shook. Yeah, I was so shook. Like it, it, it messed with me for like three, four days. Yeah, where I called every single person on that movie to interview them mm-hmm. because I was so moved by that movie. Where I feel you. Yeah, and and that that that's just a highlight that. And now it led to me having this Fox development deal mm-hmm. that now hopefully I can inspire somebody. Somebody to be the same way. And because I think keep being told. Because look at that, like so many interracial couples. Yeah. But there's no person to be like, oh, you see the black view, you see the Asian view, you see the white view. When have you ever seen a view of a person mixed yeah. on TV? And I think it's about time for that. Mm-hmm. You know, what about half Black Panther? Can we do that, half please? Black Panther. Half Black Panther? <laughs> I mean have Drake Panther. <laughs> Drake Panther, half Black Panther. <laughs> the half Black Panther. Let's go. I, to be honest with you, I think Drake did a lot for the mixed movement. I oh. think I think Drake. I think Drake. Can I tell you a crazy story about Drake? Oh, I would love to hear oh, a crazy God, Drake okay. story. Here, here's here's a story. I went. Okay, so I went to a hotel in Vegas. This this is like before Drake broke. And I had a big radio show in Miami at Y100. Oh, I know. We're going to talk about that. So Lil Wayne Kardashian. and all those dudes lived in Miami, mm-hmm. Birdman and all of them. And I forgot the names of the players, but I get a call from VIP. And they go, hey, there's some people in VIP that want to meet you. So I go down. I walk in. Huge black men. Mm-hmm. Bodyguards. Yeah. I walk in. And I forgot the dude's name, but he's a player in their world. And he goes... Yo, I was wanting to know about how I can get some music on your radio show, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And we got this new guy named Drake and Nicki Minaj coming out. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, okay. He said, yeah, Drake, he's dope lyricist. But what I like is that, you know, we could, uh, you know, we the gangsters behind the scenes. So we'll put him in front and we'll kind of move into that white arena and get all the white fans. And they fucking did, man. They, they wow. have, yes, they fucking So did. it was a plan from the beginning. Dude, those dudes are smart, bro. They were like, we're going to team up with this dude named, like, I, I didn't even know who Drake was. Mm-hmm. Drake wasn't even out. Right. And they were like, we got this dude named Drake and Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. and it's going to make us pop. Basically, because I work for a top 40 radio station. Yeah. So, like, we want to go pop. We want to go pop, and this is the guy to go and pop. Drake is the guy. Like, we're a bunch of thugs, and we're going to give him credibility, mm-hmm. but the dude is super nice. Yeah. And white women and all women are going to love him. Mm-hmm. This is like two years or like a year before he even came out. Now, so whoever those guys were, and I think I know who they were, by the it's way. It's the guy that signs all their book deals and all that stuff. Like, it's. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Like so, so that guy has amazing foresight vision. and well, vision. You yes. got to have vision. They saw it. Like he explained to me what was going to happen. Right. And he was going, "Hey, when this music comes out, I just want to know if you could support it." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, we'll talk when I hear it." Yeah. You know, it was very nice, mm-hmm. uh, very intimidating yeah. because of the big guys. But when I when I when I saw Drake break, I go. This they was not it. an accident. Nah. Like they had a vision. Right. They knew exactly what they were going to And to be honest with you, I don't know if uh Lil Wayne and them are the ones that break Drake. I, I don't know, but they, they were. were. I mean they were? I mean, they yeah, were the was, ones that was, told me about this plan. Well, the 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 thing about Drake is that I mean, he's kind of like so he checks all the boxes, right? Yes. Yes. And so being that he checks all the boxes, 
it, it is very easy to the music is incredibly digestible. It's pop. He can rap his motherfucking ass. Do off. not battle him. You so, will get crushed. Unless you push a T. Then he'll oh, crush, come on. Then he'll yeah. crush you. Oh. Push a T. I still believe mopped Drake up. Maddie. What's up? Who won? <laughs> push a T or Drake? Are you saying because Drake didn't I make guess, a comeback? I guess Pusha T kind of won, but I like Drake, that Drake didn't respond. Why too. do you like that Drake didn't respond? Because like, I thought because it was a smart thing to do. It was why the, was it the smart thing to do? We talking about hip hop. Don't get me started, Maddie. We got Michael Yo here. Don't get me started. No, no, with no, no, this. no. But he didn't respond because what's his name from Houston? Jay Prince. Jay Prince said. Don't respond. And when Jay Prince say don't respond, I get it. You don't respond. Shout out to Jay Prince. We had him. He sat right in that chair that you're sitting in right now. But let me be honest with y'all. Y'all really feel like, and this is no disrespect. What happened, happened. It's over. Scorpion dominated the summer anyway. Didn't fucking matter. Didn't matter. One of the most public losses, one of the most embarrassing dissolves ever. Scorpion dominated the summer anyway. Drake's untouchable. You can't fuck with him. No. But. If you're Drake and you're the biggest artist in the world, I know that you got your OGs, but can you let another man tell you whether or not you're going to respond? In a, you yes, yes. How can you? Because you don't know what that other man got on you. Well, and you don't about know. Push your T. Uh, shit, no, what else you Push your T. Oh. But you're, I'm talking about Jay Prince told Drake not to do it. Yeah, I think Jay, I think he has a lot of respect for Jay Prince. And exactly. I have a lot it's of respect about respect. Prince, too, yeah. and, and, and from what I understand, and you talked to Jay Prince, I didn't, mm -hmm. but if Drake would have came with that album, it, 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 I mean that it would have been over. It well, been that's what they over. say. But th you can always do that. That's like but, that's like I'm gonna go get my big brother on you. Like when you in the when you on the on, on the schoolyard with somebody, and you talking shit. And they're like, yo, I'm gonna go get my big. You never know if the big brother will fuck everybody up. The big brother might be a hoe himself. But that you you until that that person I think, or that record shows itself, you don't know. Okay, what could have happened? It might have been on your show, but Jay Prince talked about Pusha T. How they can squash him. He talked about him. He talked about, about how you can squash him. Nah, I think. that was on the Breakfast Club. Oh, the bre okay, well, bre yeah. shout out. But, like, come on now. If this dude is publicly coming out against Pusha T and saying that, yeah. you don't think Drake? I mean, I, I, I don't get into the backstories and the business. <laughs> I, I don't want to get jumped <laughs> you in. You just gave way. us a great one. Yeah, well, sure. but that that shows the brilliance. The brilliance, yeah. Of, of cash money at mm -hmm. that time, where they knew. Nicki Minaj and Drake was gonna pop, and they broke them. And, and, they, and broke they and they told me how they were gonna do it, and yeah. they did it. They broke them. That's broke the them. thing, because yeah. people think, oh, these rappers, they're stupid, they're dumb. You know, you hear mm -hmm. this stereotype, oh, they don't know what they. Man, these dudes knew what they were oh, doing. Oh, definitely. Listen, yeah. they might be like, they might be uncouth in terms of what you, some people think uh, intelligence or education yeah. is, but they are ridiculously smart you cannot be no. dumb and build what Birdman has built oh. or what p has built shout out to p or any of those guys you can't be dumb no you might and not understand the syntax and the language in which they speak but that's because they're speak they have experts uh in linguistics in the in the communities that they're in so definitely i want to ask you about something else yeah you brought something up chloe kardashian yes you mentored chloe kardashian i was i was on her it's interesting i started radio uh, e hired me, mm -hmm. and I had a show on Sirius XM. Back then, E had a station. It was called Yo on E, mm -hmm. and I was the basically the first stop every show they signed. I was kind of like media training, yeah. so I would interview them on the air, mm -hmm. and that's how I met uh, the Kardashians, and that's how I met Chelsea lately. Right. And they said, "Oh, you were so nice. If we ever get some, we'll we'll put you in." And those two held true. Right. And and, and you did you did Chloe and I uh, did Chloe and Cor Courtney and Chloe after dark. Yeah. And I was their boss. Boss. The yeah. Their boss at the radio set, which was Chloe's a beast on the radio. Is she? 
a beast. It was all sex talk. But let me tell you, man, I've never seen so many phones go crazy for what's the What's the craziest sex thing Chloe ever said? Oh my God, I can't remember. Everything. Right. Like she would answer, anybody call with anything, she would answer. Like she's fascinating radio. Right. She is fascinating. So I worked with them, and that's when they did it in store in South Beach. And I found out, I knew they were big, mm -hmm. but when you have 10,000 people with Kim, Chloe, Courtney, and Chloe in a store, it mm -hmm. felt like the building was shaking because people were trying to break in. Right. And people, and this is what I get mad about. People always dog them and say they have no talent. Let me tell you, how many reality shows come and go? It's true. They keep it going. There's a time. If they don't have a time, please let me not be talented either and sell millions of dollars of merchandise. I mean, they're definitely talented. I mean, they're talented at whatever. They do. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever it is. They know their brand. They're talented yeah. at marketing their brand and keeping that TV show alive. Listen, so are you, are you, would you say that you're a family friend of the Kardashians? No, I wouldn't say that. Right. I, I, I mean, I haven't really talked to them since. Mm -hmm. A couple of years after I was close with Chloe, I went to, uh, got invited to a couple of the Christmas parties. Then I just went my own way. What's, and what's they, a Kardashian Christmas party? Like? I don't know. I just got the card. You know, I, I mean, I got invited. I didn't go because why, I had to go see my own family. Why wouldn't you go? Because I got to go see my own family. Oh, man, fuck that. <laughs> even like, my mom, like, even nah. my mom was like, yeah, she like you, my mom was you like, tripping. what are you doing here? You should go to the party. <laughs> why are you not at that party? You got to go to at least one. Now, I, I, you I, know, if you had gone to one of those parties, man, you might have one of these Kardashian babies now. Like, it might have been... <laughs> Like you, like you know what I'm saying? I'm sure, I'm sure you, you're very happy with your wife. I'm very happy with my wife. It could have been you and Tristan and Scott all chilling, bro. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Man, I like to keep it like my, my family life. I love to post pictures. Yeah. I would never do a reality show, though. Never do a reality show. Why is that? It's not my thing. Like, I, I like putting out what I want to put out. I was out. about to say, for someone who wants to share so much of their experience, it seems like a reality show wouldn't be that foreign of a uh, no no, of a no it is because i want to be able to control, control the narrative it. control the narrative. you know and i want to get out the message because we know reality mm -hmm. if there's no drama in it literally i go to bed at 8 30. i am no drama right like i do my show i go i do stand up and go home see my wife and kid hang out and go to bed it's Kardashians nice people to me they were great i've never heard anything like like i can only speak for chris rob bruce at mm -hmm. the time uh chloe and kim mm -hmm. The nicest people for me, to me, you know, mm. I've never seen them treat anybody else bad, right. you know, but to me, they, they were like a family. Like they welcomed me in, oh. uh, and for them to trust me to be on their show, mm -hmm. Courtney and Cole, to launch a new, cause it was a spinoff yeah. to help launch that, man, I'm forever grateful. And that put me on the next, that everything bumps you up a little bit. Yeah. And that put me on the next level where now people started to mess with me. They're like, oh, okay. You know. And they were the hottest thing. And it was like, oh, you with them? So now we're going to put you in this. Yeah. So, and Chelsea is the same way. Chelsea lately at the time, like, mm -hmm. it was the hottest show on, on TV. It was. Yeah. It absolutely was, she, man. She was American Idol for comedians. If you went on that show, look, I started comedy on Chelsea. I only mm -hmm. had 20 minutes. I would bring comics with me to fill up the time. Mm -hmm. I would sell out shows because I was on her show. She did that much for stand-up comedy. Wow. She was the American Idol for stand-up comedy. Chelsea was that strong. Yeah, she was. That was a fantastic show. Um, like, for me, I, I watched this documentary about Johnny Carson. I did too. Did you see that? It's fantastic. See Drew Carey crying because like he got over to come, go over to meet Johnny Carson and stuff yeah. like that. At the point now, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Chelsea. What is the moment that you know a comedian has made it? 
that they've broken through. I don't think you ever make it. What do you mean? I don't think. Because as it's a not the Carson moment. It's not the Chelsea Laley moment. There's no moment you can point to. It's not going viral. No, because you always have this fear of the next day you're not going to be funny. Mm-hmm. At least at least the comedians I know that are big. Right. Like it's a Comedy is the only thing that you say a joke, you put it on the special, they don't want to hear that joke anymore. Right. So now you're under all this pressure. I interviewed Eddie Murphy when he came out with that last movie where he played a serious role. Mm-hmm. And I was going, why haven't you come out with another special? Yeah, it's not as raw. And I compare it to the Dr. Dre, why he never came out with, with, detox. The next, with detox. It's because his first two were so great. Mm-hmm. And to, to do that again, you have to give up a lot of your personal life. Because people don't want, like Chris Rock, he talked about his divorce. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that went on with Eddie Murphy. And for him to shoot a comedy special and not talk about it, mm-hmm. he's not at that place where he wants to talk about it. Do you ever wonder that you don't have enough scandal? Because no. it seems like the greats have scandal, Michael. You're it does. Nice, I watched your comedy special. You're a nice guy. <laughs> you're a fucking nice guy. Like, yeah. You're, 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 I'm like, I, I'm watching the comedy special and I'm laughing, but at the same time I'm going, Oh, this is a good person. <laughs> it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, like, it may, like, when people come up to me after and go, oh, it's an emotional roller coaster. I felt something and yeah. I laugh. It's a different, like, no, no scan. I, you know, you hear comedians have to be depressed and all yeah, that. Yeah, they got to be fucked no, up. No, I'm, I don't know. I just, I love life. And the reason why I shot this special, to be honest with you, is my biggest fear is my son not knowing because he, you know, he can't fully comprehend. He's 19 months. Mm-hmm. Not knowing how much I love him. Oh, and man. and sharing a moment with my family on stage. So yeah. 30 years from now, he can look back on it and go, my dad really loved it. And that's why I did it, man. Mm-hmm. It's in, And that's why one of my, hardly ever you see people's parents in a special. But I wanted that. And I wanted it on tape so my parents could know how much I loved them and went through that struggle. And how much, mm-hmm. I want my son to know, man. I did this for him. Mm-hmm. And I loved him. And look. Who knows when you exit this earth? But if it happens before mm-hmm. he can actually fully understand me telling him I love him, at least I put it on tape. Oh, that's incredible. Listen, there's a, uh, a spaceship heading toward Earth. Did you see that? What? Did you guys see that? You saw this? There's a spaceship heading towards Earth. So there's a spaceship heading towards Earth. So this is true. No, it's not. You mess with this is, this is true. A spaceship. Michael, this is true. Wait, like a spaceship we put out so there? Listen, so listen. Oh, here we so go. Listen. So listen. Here, here we, we go. go. Michael doesn't trust me. <laughs> so, so, so there's a spaceship. So what it is is there's an asteroid, right? And they were looking at the asteroid and the trajectory of it and the way that it's flying and sort of the properties of it. Guys at Harvard are like, we can't be sure that this thing that we thought is an, is an asteroid is not actually a reconnaissance vehicle from outer space. This is true. This is in the New York Post. You guys saw this this morning. When was it? This morning? Okay. Yeah, we talked about it. So we can't be sure that it's not a reconnaissance vehicle. I'm going to ask you a question. So. Yeah. Let's say, and by the way, I I, I, I desperately hope the aliens are coming. I hope the aliens, I, I, I tell you why. I hope the aliens are coming because the world is so divided right now. The world is so divided. The country is so divided. Everybody hates everyone. The one thing that you can unite us all is if fucking aliens show up. Think about it. If, and they're showing up on Election Tuesday. Right, right. If, if if aliens show up, we'll forget about a lot of this petty shit quick where we got to band together and stop E.T. from fucking up the whole situation. Is that like a rival or is like even minute, uh, like uh, the only time, Day? The only time people come together is in tragedy. Is in tragedy, right? It so is I true. hope that they're aliens. 
So let's say this. So mm -hmm. I always ask these questions that are wildly inappropriate. I'm going to ask you. Bring it. Aliens show up and they go, listen, we're aliens. And okay. I understand what they're saying. You can understand. Okay, Because they smart, speak English. It's not that they speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get it. It's not that they speak English. It's that they've come all this way and they figure out a way to translate things and make us understand. Okay, gotcha. Because okay, they've, they've fallen along. They're aliens. They're aliens, right? Yeah. They can do anything. And they say, listen, we're going to destroy the earth. Yes. But we need one group's cultural con uh, contributions to make us realize the value of humanity. But it can only be one group. What do you mean one group? One ethnic group. We need, like, like you choose, your, choose an ethnic group and we're going to take the cultural contributions of that ethnic group and make them speak for the entire nation, for the entire world, okay? Uh-huh. And they come to Michael Yo and they say, you have to choose between black people and Asians. <laughs> Which group are you going to put it on the line? To, to, the, to accept. Right. And the other so, ones get eliminated. No, 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 no. The other no, no. side gets eliminated? No, this is for the fate of the world. Better world. So it's either all the music, all the art, all the political culture of bl of, of, of black people and African people, or all the all the of Asian people, and based upon the merit of this group, the world's going to be saved. Who are you really riding with, Michael? Ooh, that's a good question. I've never been asked that before. Of course you haven't, because well, these why, are the questions that me, I only come up with let, wildly inappropriate on the let, let me let me ask you this: Why can't I just roll with the mixed people and get rid of? each side and just like it, they have to be blended people see then you bring drake into the situation why can't they all just be blended what what if i roll with like everybody mixed and not roll with just one or the other and i'm just with mixed people you know why because these a these aliens <laughs> okay, okay, well, like, these aliens uh -huh. don't understand the concept of mixed they're very binary creatures they want you to choose which one are you choosing? i can't choose he's not choosing i knew he wouldn't choose i can't choose because I love both sides of me, you know. But if I'm you, that nice guy with no scandal. Remember? <laughs> I'm that nice guy with I'm no scandal. I'm trying to get Michael Yo no. to say, yo, man. I know. I'm, like, after this, after this, I like, because uh, I interview people, too. After this, he's going to say, I oh, mean, we ain't got no clips. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's not true at all. Michael, you gave us a lot of shit. Okay. You don't even know. That's how good I am. Yeah. You gave this a bit of great. What are you going to say? I have a question for your, for your situation. Uh -huh. Give it. Are we cooking them a meal? Oh, in the situation. Now, if you want to talk food, that's what I'm saying. It's all no, no, culture. No. Is all is is all the food. And then you got to go Asian. See, me and Maddie have this situation. Maddie is part Japanese. Oh, Maddie thinks that Asian people cook better than the black people. Because if you go to a restaurant, the Asian people are cooking the black food. Here's my wait. Give me here's a give me. Ex, I'll give you the expansive listen, reason. Listen to this racism from uh, Maddie. I think J Japanese people, when when they focus on one thing, they master it. Right, mm -hmm. and, and there's been examples of this. There have been Japanese people that were born in Japan. They go to Naples, Italy, to the study pizza. They bring it back to Tokyo, and somehow it's the best pizza. Okay. People internationally agree well, it's that it's culture, like culture, though. Okay. Right? Exactly. It's, 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 they it's just, the kaizen. They just, it's the. Look, it's the. If yeah. you're gonna argue with. The, the Asian culture is not more disciplined than the American I'm culture. No discipline. But, but, but discipline makes you focus harder this on. This what I'm too. saying. I'm saying I'm from South Louisiana. Okay. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I would not have. And if you tell me right now that somewhere in Japan somebody's making better gumbo than my mama and them, I'm gonna tell you go fuck yourself. I right, did not. Then no, the best gumbo in the world is in South Louisiana. I don't care what you say, Maddie. Maddie told me, Maddie, like Maddie trolls me with this. Maddie comes up to me like, I believe hey, it. man, 
Man, check it out. But I got what he's saying, eight two five for you. We got put, we put ramen in it. I know, like no, 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 like, no. but what he's saying, that. what he's saying, <laughs> if if a Japanese person went to where your mom's from, learned the culture, they would make better gumbo. Than That's your wild. Right? No way. Yes. That's no way. You know why? Because because. If, the, the, if, the, Van, what kind of car do you drive? Uh, I just got the I just got the test. Well, you okay for every podcast. Up until this point, you mentioned that you drive a Honda Accord. Trusty, dependable Honda Crossover, yeah. So why do we drive Hondas and Toyotas in America? Oh, we, we drive them because they're making cars that are more efficient over there. That's different. And affordable. Ding, 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 okay, that, that, that's, that's different, though. No, put your mic back up. Ain't no ding, ding, ding. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding. ding. <laughs> like, 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 put your, like, like, that's different. Culturally, in South Louisiana, there's a lot that goes into the food. And it has more it to does. do than putting parts together. I agree. So there's a lot. there's a lot that goes into the food. First of all, even the land that we come from, all of the, the, the things that have been handed down. My mom makes gumbo off memory, dog. No measuring cups, all of that stuff. That's years and years and generations. Fuck you, Maddie. You're not just going to tell me that. I'm getting upset. Back to Michael Young. Yeah, gumbo, Fifth Ward. My, my uh, aunt makes the best gumbo, too. So they have to have a face off. Well, they're from St. Martinsville, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Well, right around the corner. Yeah, there you go. Listen, you're a fascinating guy, bro. Yeah. Um, I'm actually uh, very, um, very excited for all your success, man. I think that there's a. I, I think that I, I may I, I poked fun at this earlier, but I think it's very important for people to see that a nice guy can actually finish first. That's what I'm saying, man. I know I'm. I'm, I'm being. Because we always say, here's the thing, man. We always say that. We always say, hey, good guys finish first, but we know in Hollywood it don't that don't happen. Yeah. But now I feel it's actually with everybody getting busted for being awful. Mm-hmm. I feel that. This is the first time where it could actually hold true. And I think... You and know, ain't no skeletons in the closet. No. Nobody's no. coming out saying no. Michael Yo grabbed that ass back in 71. No. No. They would have done it by now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not big like like these people, but it, th- no. Because yeah. I, I just want to... Like, it's going to sound so cheesy, but I just want to ah. put love out there, man. Bro, I just want to unify people. Listen. Listen. Michael Yo, 2020. No, I'm, 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 be, I'm, be, I'm be serious about something. I live a lot of my life... I'm trying to work on this. And shout out to Pastor Carl Lentz and the rest of the people that helped me stay prayed up. And I live a lot of my life triggered, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up where I grew up, um, I just want so badly for for my people to do better. Yes. I want so badly. Uh, when I And when I say my people, I mean black people, but I also mean people that were born in situations where they didn't have access to the American dream as as readily accessible as, as, as they should have had it. I want desperately for those things to change. And I get so it gets so like built up in me, right? I, I just wanna I wanna I wanna fight for it. I wanna mm-hmm. find out who's keeping people from movingly upward, uh moving moving upward and I wanna take them out. I wanna make them pay. I wanna make them see just how they're affecting people's lives. But every once in a while, you gotta you gotta use some smiles to kind of get these You know what? Because if you take them out the people that support them, they're going to try to take you out. Yeah. And then it's just secular. It keeps going and going and going. But to me, you can outsmart people and talk to them face-to-face and try to get them on your side and at least understand mm-hmm. your situation. Like, you can talk to, like, people that are privileged and say, hey, why are you saying all they got to do is pull up their bootstraps? Well, they started way behind you. Yeah. If this was a race, a hundred yard dash, they started 175 yards back. Right. You know what I mean? So you need to let people. And they built the country so you could start ahead. Exactly. Right. So you need, so they need to be explained to that. Because one thing, and I'm going to end on this, one thing that my wife is realizing now mm-hmm. is racism. Mm. She's from Wyoming. 
Uh, you said that in the special. Yeah, she's yeah. from Wyoming. Never experienced racism. Said that you had gone to Wyoming and you realized yeah. that you were the diversity. No, I, I am the diversity <laughs> in Wyoming. <laughs> but now she's looking through the lens of our son, and she like like quick story here. We go to Vegas. We get pulled over. The guy goes, "Oh, so uh, she's in the she's in the back seat with my son." Uh, cop pulls me over. Yes, sir, Mr. Smith. Here's my thing. Sorry, I was speeding. Yeah, well, plane, our plane caught. Oh, whatever. Boom. ID, done. Comes back. He's leaving. My wife rolls down the back window. After he gives me the ticket, excuse me, sir. Um, How do you know it was us speeding? I'm like, mm. and she was like, because some plane found us. Uh, I just saw three black cars just like ours passed us. Mm -hmm. How do you know it's us? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, baby, it's calm down. It's done. It's okay. Let's move on. She's like, get like out. I'm about to get yeah. caught. I'm, yeah. I, like, I'm about to get, like, this guy's about to kill me. Mm -hmm. He walks back over to the car, says, ma'am, you don't understand our uh, our plane's very accurate. Well, I think that's just messed up. Now my baby's crying because mm -hmm. you pulled us over. And I go, she does not understand the risk she is putting me in right now. Mm. Because she's never experienced it right. on the other side till I explained it to her. Yeah. You know, like they don't like people don't like to educate. Like if it's not in their bubble and they haven't experienced it, they don't understand it. Rich people don't understand how people can be undereducated and how, oh, schools don't have books. So because you never went through it. Mm -hmm. So since you never went through it, you never feel anything for right. it. And that's the problem is we need to put that in the faces of people, but do it in a respectful way because if you're just yelling at them and they're yelling at you, mm -hmm. you get nowhere. And that's where our country is today. Like I, I tell people on the left all the time, it's like you got to look at the good Trump has done for the country. And let me tell you why. Mm, Michael. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, you're triggering me. Hold on. Tell me if Hillary would have won with 500,000 women unified together in March. Nah, I get if you, Hillary would have won, would Americans be going to bat for Muslims like they are. Mm -hmm. Like through hate, he has actually galvanized people that have that love each other and have the same interests. I get it. And that would have never happened before. That would have never happened before. Do, do I like his politics? No. Do I like him as a person? No. But I'm I'm it's kind of like Fox News and CNN. I read both stories because when I go to war with you, I want to know your side and I want to know, know my side. I know what you're thinking. Where people just throwing out headlines. Mm. And that's what the problem is. People listen to it, don't know any facts, throwing out headlines. When Obama's going to raise my taxes, how much do you make, sir? $33,000. He ain't touching your taxes. Right. But since you're just reading the headlines. You think he is. You think he is. So my thing is going deeper than that and actually talking things out and explaining it. Yeah, does that work all the time? No. But there's nothing, and I say it all the time. If you're total left, if you're total right, and you're just yelling at each other, nothing's going to get done. Hmm. Give it up for Michael Yo, guys. Yes! Give it up for Michael Yo. Fantastic interview, man. Dude, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I love the way you yelled at Kanye West. <laughs> I mean, that, sh <laughs> that shit was amazing. Like, I, I, I had that shit on repeat at my home. Like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Baby, look at that. This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. Oh, I appreciate you, dude, brother. I appreciate it, man. All right, man. Hey, much success. Can't wait to see where it goes. All right, man. I watched the special. I think it's going up, bro. So give All it right. up to Michael Yo one more time. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah.